This is Igris, and this is the second of a two-part share on the Rebbe's approach to the Maimar Echaltsu. That's a bad title for the share. It's not really the Rebbe's approach. What it more is, is that we all know, as we talked about last time, we'll review again today, the Maimar Echaltsu deals with Avas Yisrael. It deals with the problem of Sinaschinam. And obviously, those are the most obvious uses of the Maimar, is if you hate people, you might want to learn the Maimar Echaltsu. However, the Rebbe uses it in several other contexts. So he wanted to explore the multiple ways, I guess, that the Rebbe rings out the Maimar Echaltsu to make it applicable to many different parts of our lives. And uh, in the last year, we started by introducing Echaltsu. We said that the Alter Rebbe initially delivered the Maimar in the lifetime of the Maggit, making it a relatively rare Maimar in that regard, based on the Gemara Masechus Yuma that said that the reason why we haven't seen the end of this Golas is because we, have, we, uh, we don't take Sinaschinam all that seriously, because when it came to our other Avedas that got us kicked out of the first base of Mikdash, we said, oh, you know, that was too far. Murder, uh, adultery, and idolatry are pretty bad. We did chill when we came back. But then the second base of Mikdash was destroyed because we aren't too nice to each other. And we said, ah, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. And that's the reason why we haven't seen it be rebuilt. That's a Gemara Masafas Yuma. Now that have spun off that to create the Maimar Echaltsu, his version of it. And he would say it from time to time as his Taras Avir Maimar. That was the Al Tadeb's Maimar that he would say occasionally just to clear out the air. We also said yesterday that the Rebbe Rashab said the Maimar in public at his version of the Maimar, which is the most famous one, and the one that's published in Kuntras Echaltsu. Um, the Rebbe Rashab said it at least twice in public, each time in response to some unpleasant Indian that was Hepechavis Yisrael. And we described some of those yesterday. Listen to yesterday's share for details. Uh, after that, we started looking at a few ways that the Rebbe uses Echaltsu. That was what, what we started and what we're going to finish today. And a few of the letters we saw him wishing groups of people who were gathering into vads and groups, uh, all sorts of brachas and the brachas for Shalom and the brachas for a success were supposed to be in line with Echaltsu. So you hear the Rebbe say things like, Al derech because you're gathering in peace, you should have all sorts of brachas. We saw one letter where the Rebbe actually prescribes learning Hechaltsu like it's a like it's a medication. That there was a problem in Kfar Chabad, there was a Sinaschinam issue, and he said that he wanted a vad to get together and all the shuls to get together and all the people in the shuls, even those who weren't involved in the machlekas, to get together and learn Hechaltsu in public in every single shul. So we saw at least one example where the Rebbe specifically told people who were struggling in a community with a, with with, with Sinaschinam or with machlekas to learn the Maimar Hechaltsu. That was something that we saw yesterday. We uh, the last thing we saw, last use of we uh, last use of Echaltsu that we saw yesterday was a letter from the Rebbe Rashab, where he said that the Maimar Echaltsu teaches us not to see ourselves as the center of the universe, and uh, that doesn't just make us better at Avos Yisrael; it also makes us better at davening because it uh, takes a real ego problem to make the claim that I have better things to do than talk to God. Um, that's what we do. That we say, look, I can't daven at length. I have this to do and that to do. Sometimes it's a Parnassa excuse. Sometimes the Rebbe Rashab said it's a Kedush excuse. I have mitzvahs to do. I can't be davening all day. And the Rebbe Rashab says. Someone who learns the Maimar Echaltsu will, uh, will internalize the value that they're not at the center of the universe and thereby be able to, uh, to recognize that the most important thing is their davening, not, uh, not all of the other things that they think are important during the time of davening should be davening, at least at the length mentioned by the Al-Tadeba. All this is in the prior shir, Ayin, Jam, Hethib. So what I have in front of you here is I wanted to show you one more letter about how Echaltsu solves citywide issues and then dive into some new stuff. The city issue that we saw last time was in Kfar Chabad and the Rebbe had this really interesting limud where he said that, uh, let me see if I can get it right. He said that since Abishad looked into the Torah to create the world, if we see a problem in the world, we can fix it by going back into the Torah and edit the problem out of it. It was a very interesting lesson. Since so the same way that God makes the world with the Torah, we can remake the world with the Torah. So if there is a machleka somewhere, we can undo it by learning Hechaltsu in that location. That was what he said last time. This is a much shorter letter. just want to draw your attention to the bottom of the letter where it says that there was some sort of argument going on in this particular place where the Rebbe is writing to. This is this letter I'm showing you is in volume 18. The letter is above Tavshin Chaf Beis from the year Tavshin Yutes. And the Rebbe Shalom So he says, in your area, which again, this was an area that had 
a lack of kiruv bavavas, people couldn't get along, that there should be public shiurim, and specifically, it would be nothing biyesa biyesa. It would be very, very appropriate that these shiurim, these uh, lessons, these public classes that should be established, should be in the learning of Kuntras Techaltu, of this mimer that discusses Avis Yisrael. It should be in a way that everybody understands. I cannot stress this enough. We've talked about this in many prior shiurim that I really don't think that ever sees a whole lot of value in teaching chassidus that people don't understand. I know, I know, I know. That, uh, that, that the soul here is the mimer that nobody gets, but the Rebbe never says that. <laughs> the Rebbe always says to try to make sure people understand it. And I guess be the Rebbe, those who don't understand it, their soul here is. We need to make sure people understand what we're saying. The shir should be set at a time where everybody can make it. It should be at a convenient time, not at like, you know, 12.30 in the middle of the workday like we do. It should be at a convenient time for everybody. He said that Rebbe wants this to be some sort of an obligation for everybody living in this area. She's talking about Bashir that they should all participate. It's said already about uh, all words of Torah and certainly about Pneumius of Torah, the mystical secrets of the Torah, that all of God's words are like fire and fire and is mitaheres, fire purifies things. Unlike fire, which purifies things by burning it to a crisp, the Torah is full of kindness and is full of mercy. So it purifies things in a way of kindness and mercy, not in a way that is chasushal negative. So in this area where they were having problems that have again prescribed Seifaltsu as a solution to a community-wide problem. We saw one example of that yesterday. We're seeing one more right now. Now, it doesn't just have to be a city-wide problem. We have here a letter from volume four. The letter is Aleph Kuf Nun Dalet. And here the Rebbe prescribes Heichaltzu to an individual who's having Shalom bias problems, telling him to learn Heichaltzu so he'll stop fighting with his wife. Just very interesting. I hadn't seen that before. We're going to jump down to the second paragraph. The Rebbe says, I'm already told you many times, I'm going to repeat myself again. You got to really work on Shalom bias between you and your wife. So this isn't somebody writing to the Rebbe that they have Shalom bias problems. This is where it got so serious. The Rebbe is writing to him. You got to work on this. Uh, had uh, the Friedrich Rebbe had agreed to the shidduch between these two individuals. So you do Mamrazal, Nashur Dat Kalas, then the Rebbe says some things that I don't know if we want our women listeners to listen to, but we're going to tell them anyway. <laughs> the Rebbe says, you do Mamrazal, it's well known what Chazal say, that women, they, uh, they, Datim Kalas, which you can translate however you like. Isha, Dimasa, Mitsuyan, also a woman, is more likely to cry. Therefore, it is the husband's job to give in. It's the husband's job to give in because women have women are more sensitive. So it's the husband's job to give in. But definitely when it comes to physical matters, when it comes to average matters, not necessarily when it comes to Mila Shemaya, when it comes to spiritual matters, sometimes the husband can't give in. When it comes to things that are not spiritual in nature, that aren't, uh, that aren't mitzvah related, uh, women are more sensitive and therefore the husband should just give in. This is the Rebbe's position. I believe that's what that's saying. It is what he's saying. He says that certainly the Chazal uh, say that at all times, Shalom Bayes is very important. This would certainly apply on Erev Shabbos Kedish, on Friday. And we are in the Friday of the entire world after Chatzais, after midday, coming close to Mashiach. So now Shalom Bayes is more important than it ever was before. Now, here comes the part that has to do with us. Move on. Shalom Bayes. It is understood that one of the greatest Helen Behesters that we have nowadays in Belus is regarding Shalom Bayes, is regarding peace between a husband and wife. Shalom, we know the value of peace and that the entire Torah is about peace, all of its ways are peace. And especially since the Gullus that we're living in right now comes from a lack of Shalom. That means that the closer it comes to the end of this exile, see what he's saying here? He's saying in this line that 
the closer we get to the end of Golis, to the, to the Gula, the closer we get to Mashiach, the more serious the challenges are going to be specifically between a husband and a wife, because the entire cause for the exile is lack of peace. And that means that we can end the exile by creating peace, which means that the other side, the Lumazah, the other side, the side of evil, which wants us to stay in Golis, will try and make a last ditch effort to hang on and keep us in Golis. And the way they'll do that is by having husbands and wives fight with each other. Nonetheless, according to the uh, according to the the camel is its load. Basically, you can handle it or you wouldn't have the problem. Everybody has the strength to stand up to this test. And he says, and look into Kuntra So uh, he says, everybody has the power to stand up to these things. But you know what else helps? Learning Kuntra Sechaltsev. So when it comes to Shalom Bayis, one of the reasons that we say in this letter that we're having Shalom Bayis problems nowadays in the final days of exiles, that's to be expected. This is the last ditch effort of the Yitzhahad, of the Sultan to keep us in Gullis, because lack of Shalom is the only thing that can keep us there. And the Rebbe's advice for it is, first of all, to recognize um, first of all to recognize that since women are by nature more sensitive, we need to give in more often, especially when it's in the Dalma. The second piece of advice was that everybody has the power to uh, to stand strong against this test. And the third piece of advice was, look in Kuntrasei Chaltu. I know there's another way to read that letter where he's just saying, everything I just said is in Kuntrasei Chaltu, but I'm choosing to read it as, you should also look in Kuntrasei Chaltu. By the way, I was told by many Mashpiyam that when the uh, when the Rebbe, when, when a Rebbe in any mime or any Secha says to look somewhere, that is the Rebbe telling you to look somewhere. It's not a footnote. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is advice. You're supposed to iron sham. You're supposed to look. So at the very least, this is the Rebbe directing that individual towards the mimer. Hey, Chaltu. I have one more letter I want to show you, then a couple Sechas. This letter is from the year Tavshin Yud Beis. The volume is volume five, and the letter is Aleph Tav Ayin Ches. And this letter over here, the Rebbe uses the Maimar Echaltu to explain that you need to be, uh, use my own words here, infinitely hard on yourself and infinitely easy on everybody else. That this is the way of a chassid, that a chassid is uh, very forgiving of other people and not very forgiving when it comes to themselves. The Rebbe says, Yachim Zes, the Rebbe writes at the top, you're a student in Tenkatim, I hear you doing a really, Teres Emes, excuse me, same thing, maybe not the same thing, ask me some other time. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're doing a really good job in Yeshiva, wonderful. Despite the fact that I'm hearing good reports. It has to be across, it has to be in front of your eyes, the thing that's explained many many places in Chassidus. When it comes to other people, I think that might be a typo, probably, right? Sometimes there's typos in these letters when they show up on ChabadLibrary.org. Anyway, you have to have you have to have a limud schos on every single person, uh, and that is very important. He says you'll find that in uh, the in a, he gives a couple of references, and of course Kuntrasei Chaltzu. So he says Kuntrasei Chaltzu is a great place to it learn. Be, it how could to... be like a, a mishka babble of words. It should have said lulamed lulamed alav schos maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. It is. It should be alav. Yeah, it's just they, they sometimes confuse the letters when they print it on this site. It's easier to drop the links, but you get those mistakes. Good point. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely alav. Anyway, the Rebbe says in this letter that in order to teach yourself to be better at limud schos, to be better at judging people with merit and assuming that other people are doing the right thing, even when it doesn't look like it, the trick of Levi Yitzchak Vradichever that he that he was supposedly so good at, and not supposedly that he was so good at. Uh, one of the tricks is learning kuntras echaltu. When it comes to yourself, don't look in kuntras echaltu. Right? In itzarech la'amid take of shel tviya u'befrat. See, they did it again. Most of the words befrat shel tviya tviya tzedekas. Basically, you have to be very strict about yourself. Stand strong and say that uh, I, I have some serious problems and I need to fix them. So uh, to be strict with yourself and very lenient with everybody else is a skill that you will learn also from Kuntra Sechaltsu. So this is Israel, uh, but I thought it was an interesting twist. Here the Rebbe says, if you have trouble judging people favorably, Kuntra Sechaltsu is the mimer for you. I have a couple of sikhas I wanted to look at. 
This one's got, as far as I can tell, at least three things in it, maybe four things for the uses of the mimer. Hey, Khaltu, the Kuntra say Khaltu. Here, this is from the year Tavshin Memtes. And this year, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a sikha from Chafmar Cheshvan. And the Rebbe gives a strange piece of instruction, very cool instruction. He says that he wants everybody to find their local Temechetimim, their local yeshivas Temechetimim, and to go to that yeshiva, to walk into the building and to learn there. And he wants them physically in the building. And he says in some from one place in the sikha, he puts in parentheses that, uh, that you can do it in a Chabad house if you really don't have one in your town, but better to leave your town for the day and go find a yeshiva's Temechetimim. He specifically wants an honor of the Rebbe Rashab, for people to find a, a physical building of Temeketumim and step in it and learn something. Every city that has one of these yeshivas, uh, whether it's a central one or a branch of the yeshivas Temeketumim, whether it's in Eretz Yisrael or outside of Eretz Yisrael, it says even more so when it's in Eretz Yisrael, he wants everybody living in that city to walk into the yeshiva building on the day of Chachmar Cheshvan, which is, the, of course, the... Uh, the Yudeb Rashad's birthday, the founder of Temchetim, Lasis Pulas Tevis, Bukhogim Kamdi Tevfilu Gimilis Sadim, and then to do an act of terror, an act of prayer, and an act of good deeds while inside that, while inside the, the yeshiva building. Lispalo, a Lil should either daven or alert or uh, or say a uh, say a capital tilim. Lilmid Metedis of Shabal Yemel lettuce, let's say it's Tzedakah or a Mistis Shabal Yemel lettuce is basically the uh, the the, the tefillah will be either davening or tilim. The learning will be some Torah from the Rebbe Rashab, and the Tzedakah should be toward one of the maestas that represents the Rebbe Rashab, ideally Temekatim itself. And then over here, when the Rebbe talks about what he would like them to learn specifically, So that's the line that I was looking for when I started that sentence, but I will finish the sentence and flip it around on its head to tell you what I meant, basically. He says here that uh, of the things that you're supposed to be learning uh, in the in honor of the Rebbe Rashab, there's obviously up to the day of the Rebbe Rashab. You can learn Samachvav, you can learn Ayin Beis, you can learn Azigris. There's so many things to learn from the Rebbe Rashab. A lot of Teres Achsidus is the Rebbe Rashab. He says, what should you pick of all things? Pick Kuntras Hechaltz. This is the Rebbe's suggestion. Is if you're trying to honor the Rebbe Rashab for a day, that's the mimer to learn. So first of all, he says to learn that mimer in honor of the Rebbe Rashab. The other thing that he's saying up here is I need to go back and read this a little bit. Because you'll find in an idea that when one person makes a decision to do a good thing, he's able to get himself out of it very easily. But when a group of people get together and all make a halakta together, they're not able to get out of it as easily. We saw this before in our community when it came to the uh, when it came to the achlata to go to the aisle. Uh, if that had been an individual achlata, uh, I would have given it up a long time ago, that's for sure. Um, but the fact is that we have each other, we're all pressuring each other. So we've now kept it up for, in one month, an entire year, right? When Elo comes, that'll be a whole year. Maybe not, I guess, Tishrei, whatever, close. Close to a whole year now we've kept up that one. And uh, this one as well, you know, if we made achlata, if individuals made achlata to learn a letter from the Rebbe every day, it might last, it might not. But the fact that we all meet together on the screen and do it together makes achlata stick. So another thing that Rebbe is pulling from Echaltsu is the idea that it's not just about keeping people together. It's about the power of people being together. And one of the powers of people coming together for a good deed is that they pressure each other into sticking with their positive resolutions. <clears throat> we also have here... Um, that, as I said a second ago, that when it's a country, when it's a day for the Rebbe Rashab, the Mimer to learn his country, and also this line here, something that he adds at the end of that sentence, which is a, maybe a third thing we can pull from this, which is that the learning of falls under falls under the Klal, that when we learn something, we end up automatically starting to do it. That the great thing about learning Torah is that it can bring to action. So I see three things in this that we can say about Echaltu. Thing number one is that um, 
there's a power to group resolutions. Thing number two is that when I learn something, I end up internalizing it. And thing number three is that when I want to honor the Rebbe Rashab, the Mimer of all my marm to choose, is the Kuntra Sechaltu above everything else. There is a letter from the Rebbe that was from the Yatav Shinlamet Zion. It's a myth of Kloli, and the footnotes are from the Rebbe himself. In this myth of Kloli, from Aseris and Meitshuv of Tav Shinlamet Zion, I just want to point out one line to you. It's on your screen. The Rebbe says that getting everybody together to do things together is not just an important thing when it comes to davening, but also when it comes to all good deeds and mitzvahs. And the Rebbe's source for that, if you look at his source that he brings below the line, is the Kuntra Sechaltu. So another thing that Rebbe learns from Echaltu is that there's not just a value to tefillah b'tzibor, to davening as a group, to getting 10 people together to daven b'tzibor, but also to doing mitzvahs b'tzibor, to doing mitzvahs in a big group, and also to learning Torah in a big group. The reason why I say also to learning Torah in a big group is because there is a mimer from Tafresh Peiches, from the Friedrich Kedabitz, mimer Sarah Yeshvin, it's the one that traditionally we learn on Yudbeis Tamuz, and in that mimer, I don't think we're going to read it together, but I have it on your source sheet so you can look at it yourselves. In that mimer, the Friedrich Kedabitz proves that uh, Tefillah B'tzibur has all the, I'm sorry, the Terah B'tzibur has all the same advantages as Tefillah B'tzibur. That the whole point of Tefillah B'tzibur, of davening in a minion, api Kabbalah, is that when you daven in a minion, you draw down the Yudil Midas the 13 attributes of mercy. And he demonstrates that because Terah is derived through the 13 principles of Rabbi Yishma, which are the corollary of the 13 attributes of mercy, that you have the same advantages of Lima Terah B'rab, and that when a person, people learn Terah together in a minion or in a large group of people, they get the same advantages as though they're davening Barabim. And that's how he proves that learning Terah Barabim is as important as Tefillah Barabim. So the Rebbe is saying up here that you get that also from the Maimar Echaltu, that even mitzvahs Barabim, which means that it's better to, uh, I don't know, better to get a group of women together to light Shabbos candles than to do it alone. That's a little bit questionable, that example of all examples, because ideally Shabbos candles should be in a place where everybody's eating. So let's make a big Shabbos dinner and have them all light together. And now there's not even a halakhic problem with what I said. The uh, last thing that, if you got it, you got it, and if not, it's fine. The uh, last thing that I want to mention is just a story, so I don't really, I just have down here Didan Natsach story. Some of you probably remember this. Um, I had to read a whole bunch of Yumanim to figure out how it happened, so if you remember it differently, please do tell me at the end of the share. But the way that the journals suggest is that the, um, is, and by the way, the Rebbe never draws the following parallel that I'm about to draw. I'm just going to draw it from the journals. Uh, it's noteworthy that Didan Natsach, the day that the Rebbe won the court case from Hey Tevis, was actually on the 25th of Keshvan. So he, the, the, the original announcement came that we were going to win on the 25th of Keshvan, and the final decision that we celebrate came on Hey Tevis. So the original victory was 25th of Keshvan. That was three days after the Rebbe did something that he'd never done previously. Three days before that, that is from Chaf Aleph until Chaf Bez Keshvan, the Rebbe seriously overworked the printers in 770 to put out thousands of Kuntres Eichaltsus. And uh, the Rebbe handed them out to any two children, really, uh, any boy over age 12, any girl over age 11. He stood for a while handing them out at night. He ran out and then the Maskira said, come back tomorrow, we'll have more. They worked all night to print more and he handed them out again. The people then went into 770 itself. They sat down in the Zala Gadol and they all learned Kuntres Eichaltsu. Rebbe gave a shir on Kuntres Eichaltsu. There, uh, there was a giant shturim around the Maimar Eichaltsu. And only a, when the Rebbe handed it to each person, he said, uh, that was his lashon, is that you should succeed in learning it. And apparently on Chav Cheshvan, he also said, I'm not going to pronounce it. There we go, a lot of Chavs. Um, but that these things should be with success. All of this came together. And a few days later, we had the court decision of Dida Natsaf that we celebrate on Hey Tevis. So uh, although the Rebbe himself, as far as I know, never drew that parallel, a lot of the people who were involved drew the parallel that perhaps the learning of the Maimon Echaltsu even, uh, even gave us the final push necessary for the big court case victory, which, of course, affirmed the fact that, uh, that even the American government, even the, uh, even the government in exile, recognizes uh, the value of a Rebbe and that a Rebbe belongs to his chidim. 
It is also noteworthy that the time that they never handed out that contrast, there was something going on in 770 and I'm not aware of what it was. Everybody just keeps hinting to it. You know, this always happens to me. Nobody wants to tell me the history, but there was some Indian of Hefe Chavis Yisrael right around that same time. And so people say perhaps that's why they never handed out the contrast. And I don't think that's a steer though. Whether, whether or not there, if there was a problem and the, and the, and the contrast fixed it and that allowed us to win the court case, then that's the story. If uh, there was a problem and the contrast fixed it, in addition to that, the way that we absorbed it and got so interested in it, it helped us win the court case, that's also cool. Uh, bottom line, it is noteworthy the two things happen right next to each other. So as a final point, it seems that learning the mimer, learning the mimer, learning the kuntre sechaltu uh, may have advantages far beyond just increasing obvious Israel, uh, all the way until uh, possibly benefiting the benefiting the area in ways that are that are unforeseen until after it's been learned. Okay, that's it. Got nothing to say.